All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team Pokemon Trading Card Games Premier Podcasting Duo. My name is Riley Holbert, and I'm joined by my good, good friend, J.W. Crewall. J.W., how are you doing today? Riley, I am very well. Thank you so much for asking. It's been a beautiful Wednesday, and I'm happy to be back. I, I just really can't uh, stress enough how much I love this podcast. Uh, thank you guys, all the viewers and the listeners who are simply awesome i am blown away by the numbers that we saw from uh people that downloaded the cast last week just absolutely amazing really on a on a very strong upward trajectory so thank you guys all so much riley how you doing <laughs> you know what i'm doing okay man i uh i hurt my back really bad this weekend so i <laughs> took a sick day on monday from work and have kind of been like slowly recovering since then yeah, uh, but you know what? It's good enough for me to sit in a chair right now. So that's major improvements from several days I mean, prior. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's goals, I guess. That being is, able to sit in that is goals, being able to sit upright in a chair. You don't realize like how important your back is to you until you hurt it. <laughs> I completely agree. The back is a very necessary part of your body right but it's not what you think about you know like when you think about your day-to-day tasks you think of like your arms and your legs and your hands yeah. but like your back is your core it's like your structural you know support for all everything else that another goes one, on. you know it's another one that you don't think about often but is very very important to your well-being i, I don't know my chin your teeth <laughs> my teeth that's so true until they get hurt and then you're like this is the worst experience. This is the worst thing in the world i have like it's not, I don't think I, anything's wrong, but I've had just like a little tooth sensitivity. Um, I just went to the dentist. They're like, yeah, no cavities, you know, nothing like that. But yeah. it's just like, for some reason, I had like a little bit of tooth sensitivity that like lingered. And I'm like, man, this just really sucks. <laughs> it gets sucked. you paranoid too. It gets, yeah. And that's the thing. And I think like your brain thinks that there's actually something wrong when there isn't anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. And since you have this little bit of discomfort that you don't normally have, then you're constantly focused on it and it makes the problem worse. Dude, that was me with my chest a couple months ago. Actually, it was the same weekend that I won the uh, the League Cup in Chicago with Mewtwo. Yeah, I, I had this like really bad chest pain, and I was like, for sure, I'm having like a heart attack or something. I'm gonna die, <laughs> and that just made me more and more stressed, which then increased my chest pain further, which then further affirmed my theory that I was going through something major. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, well, I hope, Riley, that you're not stressed out about this upcoming weekend. We are just <laughs> a mere three days away from the Collinsville Regional Championships. Yeah, I was actually going to say, speaking of paranoid, we have the Collinsville <laughs> Regional Championship coming up. And I think everyone is on edge about it, to be honest. At least everyone sure. that I know. Um, sure. First tournament with this insane rule change, which doesn't seem designed for expanded. Uh, to me at least and all sorts of new cars we got mostly zashian but also a little splash of snorlax v max coming into the fray alongside all these old decks and you know how do you change your engines to best interact with this rule change there's just sure. there's like a lot going on man and it's stressing me out i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah yeah i mean take me through it a little bit riley because you know you're you're a little bit more i think generally speaking a little more reserved and more calculated in you know deck choices and maybe the week leading up to the event you're trying a few different things but you always seem to have it in control and talking with you just before the cast 
you're you're a little out of control you're a little bit on that kind of like crazy side hey what the heck man you know, i like, don't know about the crazy side but i'm not like, satisfied with anything yeah, yeah. sure well, and then i think that tends to lead you towards chaos because you're a very ordered person otherwise <laughs> yeah so like you know one little thing's out of place and just everything goes to complete bonkers town that's what i'm sure. saying for sure yeah i mean like i've tested a fair amount of this format at this point um at first i was very drawn to zashian for some obvious reasons right it does a lot of damage can deal very well with some of the decks that were popular in the last format and uh generally consistent and it has the huge bonus of intrepid sword which is great if you go first and a lot of people are opting to go second right now which you know sometimes it ends up being an incorrect choice because if you go second and whiff you get majorly punished for it um but still like zashian gives you a bonus whether you go first or second because you can either attack very easily turn one it's a very low cost attack relatively speaking um mm -hmm. or you can shepherd sword very high damage. yeah yeah or you can shepherd sword and draw cards which i mean I, I drawing cards is like my favorite thing to do in a card game if i'm being honest <laughs> so sure. even in like board games and stuff I always opt for the routes that like let me draw cards <laughs> instead of whatever else actually wins me the game. So like that was the first deck that I really like jived with and I enjoyed it for a while and I tested it a lot. Um and I honestly saw like a decent amount of success with it in my testing until we started running into a lot of one prize decks. At the start of the ladder that seemed like it was all exhaustions and like stuff from before and turbo darks. And Zashian really handles like tag team decks and turbo dark it fares pretty well against those kind of things um, yeah when you get into stuff like ultra necrozma or counter decks like new counter box kind of things i actually played one of those at a league cup this past weekend it just completely blew me out of the water um it gets now, really you, frustrating you said, you said that it didn't blow you out of the water they needed to draw the double colorless right, right but like they you know they had the fact that they like pushed me that far and like they took easy knockouts on turn two and three it's just like sure, it gets sure. ridiculous you know and it's yeah, like sure. And, you know, it gets really frustrating to play these decks that are so linear like Zacian. And really the only, like, kind of workaround strategy that you have is, like, this Dialga Timeless kind of thing. And, you know, that isn't great. It's not a great combo. It's obviously strong if you get it off, but getting it off sometimes feels like a monumental affair. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, you hate for that to be your only... The, only... the only thing I actually like about Dialga is in addition to Timeless, he has Shred. So he goes to, like, random BS, like, Pyroar, so... Sure. I don't know. Right. Like, that's actually something I like about Dialga more than Timeless, almost. Right. <laughs> but, so, it's just been, like, frustrating, and... So, I, I kind of dropped Zacian, and the, the real thing that pushed me over the edge... Um, was I played a mirror match at the cup that I was at, and I went first, and the guy was just drawing horribly, but he got a turn one attack going second on a two prize Pokemon because I whiffed a retreat out and he just kind of won the game after that because there was no way to really disrupt his board to the point where he couldn't attack the next turn. And it's just True. like, that's frustrating, man. And, it, and the same thing goes for like one prize decks. And so the next thing I went to was Ultra Necrozma and I really liked that deck. I vibed with it super hard, maybe even harder than Zacian. Like I was drawing the stones every game, never whiffing a double dragon energy, artillery, two artilleries maybe. And things were going great. I was like, mm -hmm. this is fantastic. This deck is amazing. And then I started playing as a bunch of other <laughs> Ultra Necrozma decks. And it's just like, <laughs> and the Garb decks, I feel like I have a chance because I can end them and they'll just draw a complete booty off an end. 
But, you know, you play in the mirror match with the artillery, man. It's just like whoever gets the first attack is just going to win. And it's sure. so frustrating, dude. Sure. It's all that kind of stuff is getting is really getting under my skin. And so I'm kind of gravitating away from those decks. If I had to pick one, it would be Ultra Necrozma. I, I've said this a lot to a lot of people. I think if you're going to take six prize cards against other decks that are trying to take six prize cards, Ultra Necrozma is the deck to pick. Um, the problem is I think Ultra Necrozma loses to a lot of decks that take six prize cards in either non-traditional ways, like Eggrow, or that uh, don't take six prize cards. So stuff like Doll Stall or yes. any sort of yes. like stall deck. And you know, some of these stall decks like take prizes, but you you like know what I mean, like where they're right. Their goal is a little bit different when they're taking prizes. So sure. that made me really frustrated too. And I'm just like, man, like, <laughs> so I started going down lots of weird rabbit holes, especially with Pyroar on my mind uh, being a thing for this tournament. So I started playing like Melmetal and Zacian, and that was crap. And so I stopped doing that. And then I started playing like Turbo Dark again. And I mean, you were on the, you were on the discord with me earlier today and, you know, Turbidark was just drawing not well for me. <laughs> no matter yeah. what I did to the list, it wasn't yeah. drawing well. And that's something I was talking with uh, with Andrew about, is uh, Turbidark seems to have the answers for everything. And it kind of does, right? It has evolution yeah, Pokemon, it has it basic does. Pokemon, does a lot of damage, yeah. takes extra prize cards, has one prize attackers, has all yeah. this stuff. But the cost of playing all that stuff is you're not nearly as consistent as Zashia at getting off like your insane attacks on turn one and two. Right. Um, and you have a lot more like room for error, especially... A major difference that Dark has with Zacian is Zacian needs three energy to operate at full potential, whereas Dark needs eight to operate yes. at full potential. And yes. eight is a little bit bigger than three, I would say. You know, it is oh, yeah. almost know. triple. It is almost triple three. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I have, I have games where I struggle to get three energy on board with Dark. You know, like, yeah. it just happens. And so. Sure. Just a lot of lot of really frustrating stuff. I haven't really met, messed around with like Mewtwo and Mew, which is an old favorite of mine. I've really actually liked Snorlax VMAX, which is not yeah. something I thought I would say, but it's just really fun. It really gets out of the gates and kind of has answers to a lot of things, except for things that like hate on your energy. Or right. particularly right. like Doll Stall, you just cannot attack enough times. To get, yeah. Literally, it's impossible. So that's... Well, it definitely sounds like you're in the throes of, you know, here's a deck, but it loses to this deck, but it loses to this deck, but it loses to this deck. Like you're in the circle. Yeah, no doubt. I know, like, what are your strategies when you find yourself in this circle? How do you get out of this circle? How are you going to, over the course of the next three days, or I guess two days now, figure out what deck you're going to play? Yeah, and it's tough. It's tough, right? You have to, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles, I think is ultimately what it comes down to. So as much as it sucks it's pretty hard to find a deck that beats everything and that's just the unfortunate truth of the expanded format when there's so many cards like in standard it's much easier to take decent matchups across the board or at least 50 50s because you have a pretty known field of decks that you can account for mm -hmm. whereas mm -hmm. in expanded there's not only like five kinds of attacking decks there's also five different kinds of stall decks and you know this that and the other thing and it's you can't possibly beat every sort of variant of all of those decks, right? And that's the that's the, where the real trap is in expanded is you start you start to worry about all of these variants at once, and it becomes an endless 
feedback loop basically or it's like sure. you know i'll do this to beat shock lock but then this deck doesn't no longer beats dolls now so like i have to do this to beat dolls but now i i lose to you know turbo dark or something and it's just and so you have to pick and choose those battles and right now i don't know which battle is the one that i am willing to lose and i think right. that's that's the hard part for me well and i i will say too i mean we kind of talk a lot about here on the on the cast about you know what do we think the general player base is going to play and then what do we think the best players are going to play and I think for this tournament especially, um, I'm seeing just from all the talk and from all that I've heard, I'm seeing a pretty big difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm seeing people who just still exhaustion. and I'm seeing people who are just like, you know what? I don't care if my opponent plays, they're gonna draw crap, but I'm gonna play Trevnor. <laughs> I I know people who are just into one prize attackers and think that's the way to go. Um, and then of course I have a giant subsection of my friends who just love ruining people's days and will certainly play shock lock and stall and all sorts of crazy stuff like that and <laughs> and I, it's hard because i respect all of my friends as good players so it's you get to the point where it's like well the good players don't even have something that they're on you know they're all on different stuff and right. maybe part of that is that we just had ocic as well so a lot of good players are also focusing their efforts completely in a different direction for the past couple weeks uh, it's just been insane, dude. And and honestly, I think at the end of the day, though, what decision I'm coming to is I think that some sort of like controlly kind of deck is something that'll be popular at the top tables. And so that's the thing I'm most concerned about beating right now, while also being consistent enough to hang with the turbo decks. For sure, for sure. Okay, so then let's talk about that for a little bit. So control is something that I generally outlined. Uh, as being like a tier one archetype on my uh, YouTube video just about the expanded format, you know, giving a tier list about the expanded format. But I didn't quite give a specific because stall can encompass so many different things. You know, exactly. we saw even in, um, even in the last tournament, uh, you know, Dallas, we saw, I would say, three different types or variants or, or flavors of stall, um, all unique, but all stall you know i mean they, they all are categorized right. by stall and so what are the stall archetypes looking forward uh that you're most worried about you already brought up shock lock uh as being you know i would consider that and i think most of us would consider that a stall archetype and so that kind of falls under that umbrella so shock lock um what are some other ones that you're looking at i think the primary ones that i'm concerned about are um shock lock and pyroar-esque decks um that there's also kind of like this third subsection of decks of like doll stall variants either with sableye or rangaroo or you know there's a couple ways you can kind of you know create that sort of style of deck um and those are the ones i'm probably the least concerned about to be honest mm -hmm. um not because they're not as good but i just think they'll probably be less popular especially amongst top players so and i could be wrong on that i, I easily could be wrong but um Right now, I'm more concerned about like wall stally type of stuff. I think, and shock okay, lock. okay, for sure, for sure. So, um, you know, decks that play these walls, Pyroar comes to mind. Um, uh, Alolan Persian GX comes to mind. What are some of the counters that you could play in your deck, or or any like decks that would just 
like beat those uh, inherently? Like what, what would you think would be the response to that? If you're not going to play a stall deck, but you're worried about stall um, in the, in those, you know, two cards, I guess, specifically, and maybe more that you can elaborate on, what would you do to counter those? Yeah. So what's important when you're playing. So I'll start with like pyro as the obvious kind of stall sort of control the attacking deck. Um, you can include an evolution in your deck, obviously. That's a, that's a factor there. Uh, but you have to play that evolution smart as well. Because if you're not careful, yeah. they can either knock it out or they can Lugia GX it. Yep. Um, so first off, you have to get your evolution out promptly. Or else they'll just like Guzma knock it out with Pyroar if it's still a little baby. Um, and in addition to that, you have to set up the kind of state where you're not going to just immediately get responded to or lost purge by Lugia. So usually... If your stall or if your evolution Pokemon is hitting the active, you either have to have some sort of secondary evolution or you have to be disrupting them that same turn. Sure. Um, you, at, you at least an end, you know, to get stuff they've gathered over the course of the game out of their hand um, and make it a little bit harder to build up those Weavile combos uh, or, <laughs> sorry, Lugia combos. Um, and you, if, if you get to the point where Lugia wins them the game, you want to be able to, or like removes only Pyro outs from the game. You want to get to the point where knocking out that Lugia wins you the game uh, right. in turn. So it's also about like, it's kind of just like rushing them down while also having the threat of an evolution, I think is ultimately what it comes down to um, sure. for sort of like pyro archetypes. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Um, so what about things like Stinger GX? Are there any kind of unconventional counters to these types of stall decks that maybe just like lessen the amount of prizes you need to take, or you can, I don't know, do something, uh, you know, in some other way to like disrupt their, their setup or, or anything like that. Yeah. I think Stinger is actually a decent kind of option to have against those kind of decks, especially when you factor in the the ability of now that your N is so much more effective against these decks. If you get rid of their Beach, um, or I guess Azashian they might have in play, and Stinger, and then end them the following turn, you know, now they are in a really compromised position. Um, and even if your deck isn't the best at dealing with the stall decks, you might have the affordability of, of time and like easy prizes to pick off on the board. So sure. I definitely think that's like a, a viable option for sure. You just have to have the deck that can like sustain it. So stuff like Snorlax can include a Stinger pretty easily. You just evolve a Ditto, slap on a triple and say Stinger GX. <laughs> it's right. pretty nice. Whereas stuff like Dark is probably not going to include a Stinger GX to deal with Stall. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've been talking about my favorite decks for a while in the expanded format. I, If I were going, if I were going and I'm not, you know, so I'm, you know, so this is just, I'm trying to be as honest and as real as possible, but I also don't, you know, I can, I can give my advice and I can give my, uh, my opinion into the void and I have no repercussion because, <laughs> uh, you know, because I'm not actually going right. So, sure. um, yeah, but I, I like turbo dark. I, I am not like you. I do like Zacian, but only for the fact that it is, you know, just a very, I found it to be extremely consistent and I, it is consistent. I really value that in a in a deck that I would take to a regionals like that. It's probably then, the most consistent deck that I've played. I will say that. That's what I'm saying. You know, it does what it wants to do every single time. And I think that was a that was something that we saw with uh, Dallas, where we had this just massive tag team that did you know a bunch of damage on the second or 
you know, potentially first turn. Uh, and that won the whole thing, you know? So like it did have a few more tricks than Zasha does, but, um, you know, same idea. You just have this massive tag team, which Zacian isn't a tag team, but you have this massive Pokemon just hitting for one shots. Um, and that's very cool. And then third deck, I would say, yeah, you, you hit on it. Ultra Necrozma. I like that deck. I think it's the best one prize deck, uh, but obviously has some very significant flaws. I think of chaotic swell, which should be played in a number of decks. And then, um, you know, just various alternate strategies, Faba, any type of stall, uh, there's a lot of just different things that can disrupt. It's very like it's just a very linear deck. You don't really have any right. uh, cool tricks aside from the specific prize turns that you know Buzzwool and Nialigo and and Sudowoodo offer you. And so, very linear in that regard. I do like the deck. I do think it'll perform very well. But um, you know, the, that's just where I'm thinking heading into Collinsville. Can we just say? For the record, if you're playing Ultra Necrozma, please play the Marshadow from Unbroken Bonds. Uh, that will be hugely helpful against Chaotic Swell. Field Blower is yes. not enough. <laughs> yes, I would agree. And it's, I mean, it's easy to search, right? You're, you, you know, you're playing S Ball, potentially Quick Ball, Ultra Ball. I mean, yeah, the Marshadow is a really, really good inclusion that I like a lot. In, uh, I think you can basically take the ninth place list from Dallas, take out the Cobalion, add a Marshadow. And just call it good. That's really where I would be going if I was uh, if I was thinking about alternate Crosma for Collinsville. Yeah, yeah, I think cool. that's a pretty solid way to to handle cool. that deck. Good stuff. Um, any like uh, you know, I want to talk about maybe under the radar decks. We took a lot of time to talk about stall, but uh, is there anything that you're seeing just from Twitter, from people talking that's a deck that you know you maybe didn't consider before this week, and now you're saying, "Oh, hey, this is something that could be legitimate." Um, I don't know if they're great choices for the tournament, but I did see at the League Cup I was at, Night March ended up winning, and then another League Cup on Facebook I saw uh, Bees ended up winning. I am not a huge fan of Bees, so but like that kind of archetype of battle compressor DCE attackers, you know, we all know and love it. <laughs> We're all familiar with it. Yeah. Um, they clearly have some sort of place in this format where um, they can prey on these decks just going ham with their multi-prize attackers and saying, you know, Night March for 220, your Zacian is unfortunately knocked out, uh, which is great. That's always a tried and true strategy. Um, I'm not so much into it. I don't really vibe with it right now. Uh, the rise of, like, these control decks and all sorts of, like, wacky stuff going on on the side makes me less apt to play those like battle compressor-esque decks mm -hmm. but i think there's still like solid choices and those seem to be not very talked about which might have even led to their uh, their wins over the weekend sure yeah i think uh i think i'm right with you there vessel queen it's it's a good deck it's not my personal favorite because you can't really do any of the the uh, tricks that you can do with uh, Night March. You know, I'm thinking about adding things like, you know, Silent Lab. You can't really do that with Vespa Queen. Uh, the easier damage numbers that you can hit with Night March, you have the um, Electro Powers. You can just reach a little bit easier than you can with Vespa Queen. Um, you know, you play Marshadow GX, which obviously is a really good weakness to have or a really good attacking type to have and fighting. Mm -hmm. Um, hitting into Snorlax VMAX, hitting into, I guess, Picaram, uh, hitting into Zorark, hitting into... There's one other one that I'm missing here. 
for fight. Oh, dark. Yeah, of course, of course. Hitting into dark. So that's all really, you know, that's all really nice that Nine March has that maybe Vest Queen doesn't quite have. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Nine March seems like a seems like a better play than Vest Queen. I don't know how good of a play at the end of the day. Uh, might just be a comfort pick for some people, and I think that's perfectly acceptable because again, you do take. Uh, theoretically a decent you know you should take a decent matchup against dark or a favorable matchup against dark should take pretty good decent matchups against you know these new decks snorlax v um zashin seems reasonable you know that you can work out of it again they're attacking with two prizers and you're ideally attacking with one prizer so that seems pretty good as well um but even as i talk <laughs> just I, I'm recognizing there are so many decks, and yeah, it's absurd. You're, you're not going to have you're not going to have a, a clear cut strategy against every one like heading into the tournament, right? You're not going to be able to test against every single deck and against every single variant of every single deck, and it can be overwhelming. So if I can just give a piece of advice from a player that has played for ten years, is just don't overthink it. Go with your gut. Play a deck that's consistent, and that's how hopefully you'll do well so wise words jw <laughs> cool um we're seeing some talk in the chat a little bit about wabafet i think we talked about this last uh last week but it bears repeating uh because i've still been trying to think about a deck that uses wabafet i think the conclusion that i've come to is that groudon Primal Groudon is probably the best Wobbuffet playing deck. Stone Journer. <laughs> Stone Journer. That's yours, huh? Yeah, you can Ninja Boy a Regirock into a Stone Journer and evolve it into Stone Journer VMAX. <laughs> okay. Powers up then... one turn earlier. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> uh, you do 270 damage with it. Okay. Yeah, it seems busted. All right. But we're talking about Wobbuffet. Anything that you're seeing that, you know, Wobbuffet could be uh, could be good with. Uh, we have somebody saying in the chat, Wobbuffet with bats and save a lot. <laughs> I think Wobbuffet is a little bit of a meme. Um, uh, Wobbuffet, I've seen it in a couple decks. The two that stand out to me are I've seen it in Ultra Necrozma decks that run Mysterious Treasure. Um I mean, I guess you don't really have to run Mysterious Treasure to make Wobbuffet a viable option in that deck, but I think you probably need to run multiple floatstones. Um, I think that's okay. You know, sure. There's also uh, the Trevnoir deck. Yes, I was hoping you would say that. The Trevnoir deck can easily play the Wobbuffet, and that kind of can offset if they go first. They can just search out the Wob and kind of prep their turn two and kind of get off to the races that way instead of their traditional horror house strategy. And I think that works out fine. So I, uh, I think that's probably, if I had to pick one deck that I think really uses Wobbuffet well, it's probably the Trevnoir deck um, because it really just thrives on trying to shut you down as much as possible turn one and then ruining your life on turns <laughs> two through four. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, there is uh there's a thought there with the Trevnor deck, like you would play the Wobbuffet and I mean, it shuts down a lot of your deck, right? Cause you're relying on Shaman heavily to get set up to then to sure. get set up. Yeah. Uh, you would, you would probably play the uh, Dawn Wings to Krasma, be able to rush in or whatever invasion, invasion your way into the active and then, you know, utilize all your ability based draw. So that's something to consider. Do you think that the Trevnor deck will be uh, played? I do, uh, in yeah. High, in high amounts in, uh, in uh, Collinsville? I think it'll see decent numbers. I don't know. Like, 
depends on like what you consider high amounts because like well, sure. i and think I, the fields would be amounts. pretty split well, up i was gonna say i think high amounts uh for this tournament would be like i don't know five percent because there just are so many archetypes that are pretty viable i would say there's a number of pretty viable archetypes yeah uh, i so. i would say it's like a gonna be a pretty popular deck and there's a couple reasons for that i think it's decently strong um now the caveat of that being there are you're kind of first off relying of your opponents like not draw well off of their like disruption combo yeah and you're also hoping that your opponent isn't like playing dark and popping off turn one or zashian and popping off turn one right. um, both of which are possible so right. but if you get beside that it can take a lot of free wins even in matchups where it shouldn't just by virtue of the deck and how it operates right um which is pretty rough man like and i i was listening to a metaphor cast today and i someone had said that if you don't know what to play, Trevnoir is a good choice. And I kind of agree sure. with that because you have the same exact game plan versus nearly everything. And it'll win it'll get you there some amount of time in every matchup. <laughs> sure. Sure. I think I think just to throw a little bit of like a a counter into your thoughts there, which are good. They're very good thoughts and a very good overview of the deck. Uh I just think that it's easier for decks now to draw out of the, you know, uh, Trevnor lock, as it were, um, which is really just a two card, you know, you're giving them two cards, their card that they get in hand, and then the card that they draw, right? After the ace for trainer, sure, they'll right. shuffle two in. Um, it's easier now to draw out of that because of quick ball. Yes and, and no. I, they should be playing muck, right? And so if they, they play... If they play a muck down, then quick ball for Shaman is not an out. Right. Right. So. But, I mean, yeah, right, 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 for sure. But I'm just saying, like, if you don't get the muck out, there is only, what, a 1-1 one, one line there in that deck. That's not a guarantee. Yeah. And so, you know. For they're, sure. They're, I mean, it, just inherently the deck doesn't have a guarantee because that those two cards could be a sycamore. That's true. <laughs> you know. That's true. <laughs> that's inherently true, that's but there's also the fact that saying, like i'm just saying that the 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 lock is a i mean it's a little bit weaker than last format because quick ball versus ultra ball is a huge difference when you have two it cards. is it is a significant difference although i do think they should theoretically have them locked down most yeah, games for um, sure. but another thing like worth looping back to in, in my opinion is that if the muck is down then just drawing a sycamore isn't necessarily an out right like an expanded right. seven cards and hard stop there because you have no ability draw is not a lot, you know? It's, you know, yeah. it's fine, but a For lot sure. of decks can't get their knockout combo with only seven cards. For sure. So is Trevnor a deck that you would consider um, for Collinsville? Kind of. And I just like, don't like the kind of like RNG aspect of it where you're, first off, you're like very reliant on just drawing your whole combo in basically one turn. Um, yeah. and that's something that makes me anxious as someone who notoriously draws poorly. <laughs> so, um, that makes me a little nervous and just like the R the RNG aspect of it where, you know, your opponent could theoretically hit the stones before you even get to do anything and just win, or they could, uh, you know, they could theoretically, uh, just draw perfectly off the the top deck plus the card in hand and beat you that way and so i mean i can't yeah i can't wait for 
you know, you to play a Trevnor deck, right, in Collinsville. And then we get all the texts like, I can't believe he had, you know, Guzma off the Ace Trainer and the Trevnor. And the, yeah, yeah, I can't, you know, it, but like, oh, I wouldn't even be that mad because it's like something that you inherently accept when you play the deck. <laughs> you know, you are saying, you know what, that one card is crap. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I, you know, I get it. I, that's like part of the deck. Um, sure. I, I like had a slight train of thought, but it's completely gone. So I guess it's not that important. All right. Well, good. All right. So are there any top decks that we missed? I'm, I'm going to circle back to one that I think is good in terms of just attacking decks. Uh, and then we can move on to um, uh, another section, just talking about some, some texts that we like for the tournament, but sure. top decks that we missed. I, I think one here attacking deck that I really do enjoy is ADP with Blacephalon. <laughs> yeah. I think you could play ADP with Zacian and have similar results, but I do just like the acceleration from the deck with B-String, um, the type coverage and having a fire attacker. Um, I, I don't know, just, and then um, I, I like the deck. I like the deck. I think it's fun. I think it's good. I think it's one of the better attacking decks. Um, and especially if people aren't prepared for it uh, with things like Ranger, then I think it can do pretty well. Are there any decks like that that we just maybe didn't talk about that, should be on somebody's radar if they're going to Collinsville. Um, that's honestly probably one of the the better like little rogue kind of archetypes. I like on paper or when you hear the name of ADP Blounds, the deck sounds like complete crap. Um, but then when you actually think about like the theory behind it, it works pretty well. Um, yeah, and it actually is really good versus Turbo's Ashian decks. So that's not something that you can just like write off either. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the deck too. I don't think I'd play it though. Sure. Okay. So then you're saying that we've covered every, pretty much every deck that you would expect to see. I mean, I'm trying to think, all right, there's sure. like so many decks. Yeah. Well, we'll go, we'll come back <laughs> and I'm sure that the, uh, the chat will let us know, uh, here when we go to the open questions, but, uh, sure. I want to ask you here before we do that and chat, start, start getting some questions ready. But, um, here's, I have a list of four cards here. All right. And, I, and I'll ask you, uh, give me on a scale of one to five, how likely you will be to play this card in your list in Collinsville. Okay. So I don't, yeah. I don't know quite what you're leaning towards, but these are just some cards that I think are very good or have their uses. And just give me one to five, how likely you are to play this card in your list. You got it. Pokemon Ranger. Like a two. Two. Why is that? I think I just don't like the card. Um, the only decks I would feasibly play it in are special energy decks. And even then it's not a guarantee for me. So, yeah. Yeah. It feels like a card that uh, I think to me, there are very just obvious decks that can afford to play Pokemon Ranger. And there are very obvious decks that cannot afford to play Pokemon. <laughs> right. Ranger. The, the difference really comes down to like, uh, I mean, one of the differences comes down to like how much draw power you have, how much ability based draw you have. So a deck like yep. Zorark, which can draw off the board, um, a deck that just plays a bunch of like Shaman and, you know, Dedenne and stuff, which draws like that, um, is, I feel a better choice to play Pokemon Ranger than, you know, a deck that doesn't do all those things, you know? And, and so, um, yeah, Pokemon Ranger, interesting card. Will it see play? Will it not see play? I think the general majority of players are saying no, uh, you know, they won't play it in their deck or, or they're not considering a deck that would need Ranger. And so... You know, take that for what it's worth. How about 
watch and learn Sudowoodo, one to five. Um, it's in certain decks, it's like an, an auto five. In other decks, it's a it's a zero. <laughs> so, uh, if you can sustain the counter energy for whatever reason, I, I think it's worth including. It's really good in this format. Okay, why do you think it's really good in this format? Uh, Zacian for one thing, and if there's a Snorlax without a Altaria in play, it one shots that. And if there is, if you hit the right conditions versus Dark, it one shots those guys. So kind of just like a one prizer that can really put a hole through a lot of the main archetypes in the format. A jack of all trades, as yeah. it were. Yeah, and it can do. I mean, it can do decent work against. You know, I mean. Something like alternate cross. Yeah, right? like an alternate cross my mirrors. It, it yeah. does work for sure. It's just like a it's a good card right now for sure. Yeah. Um, Rapidash, Galarian Rapidash. Uh, I would. I wish I could include it in more decks, but the only deck I would include it is Snorlax. So I'll give it like a one because it's really just predicated on me playing Snorlax or not. Sure. And even okay. that, it's not a guarantee. So sure, sure, sure. So I would uh, I would extend that a little bit. You know, Galarian Rapidash has the benefit of not being able to be shut down by Muck, which is the Absolutely. primary way. Yeah. What? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the which is the primary reason you would play it over something like Cobalion or Comfey for I'm thinking specifically of the shot clock matchup, but also maybe has some utility in dark you know against dark for blocking the dead end gx attack um but let's extend that now so rapidash obviously needs an evolution so it's going to be just that little bit slower uh how likely would you be to play some type of status condition blocking effect like cobalion comfey verizian GX, or ex uh, something like that i would probably play one in every deck that could okay you know like I'm not gonna play Sparkling Robe in in Dark, but <laughs> but I'll definitely play Cobalion and Zashia. Okay, I like it. Last card, one to five, Stealthy Hood. Stealthy Hood, I love that card. It's like a four or five. Okay, give me your reasoning. I just think it's like a generally good card right now. Um, it has a lot of niche uses that I think people overlook. Uh, one that actually came up at my League Cup was I was playing Zashian against the Trevnoir deck. And I needed to hit 270 on a Trevnor that particular turn, so I put a hood on my Delmise, and <laughs> I was able to attack through Muck. Um, similarly, like you can put a hood on your Zashian to draw cards. You're, you can put a hood on your Dark Rite EX to retreat with, or a hood on your Weavile GX to retreat to move your energy with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like it's got a lot of utility right now. I think it's a really good card. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, let's move into open questions. Um, I have a few on the Twitter that I'll pull up, but. I have one more card, actually. Field Blower is an eight. It's an auto-include one and (laughs) probably include two. (laughs) And that's really interesting because I think um, just from my experience, and and maybe this is, maybe I'm off here, but I don't really like the Garbodor line in general. Um, I, and I'm not saying that Field Blower is only for Garbodor, but I'm just saying like, I feel like Trash Lanch right now is in a very, uh, maybe the weakest spot that it's ever been in since it's released. Not even for Garb, man. Just like getting rid of crappy tools and uh, getting rid of chaotic swells and, and particularly like silent labs can really screw you over. And so having extra outs to those, 
just like I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I think uh, Field Blower is a really good card. I've been, you know, wanting multiple copies. And, and again, not for something like the Garbotoxin ability, but more for just the auxiliary, you know, tools and stadiums and, and other things that kind of come up that uh, can be problematic. So I like that you brought that up. Um, we have a question here in the chat about Zorark. I personally don't love Zorark. I don't know that I would ever choose to play Zorark for this tournament. And I think it's a lot to do with kind of um, figuring out the first turn rules. We still don't, I mean, we, we know by now what they are, but we don't know how they quite interact with the card pool. And so Zorark feels like a very um, risky play to me to take into this kind of uh, unknown format. Um, and I just don't like it because it, doesn't synergize that well with the with the turn one rules i i don't love accelerate or uh, evolution decks right now outside of maybe uh rallet alolan executor yeah i agree zork was already looking on the weak side in dallas uh john ang was really the only one to really take it anywhere and in his matches against hunter the deck looked like complete crap um just because the it got trounced completely by the sure. by the giratina deck so i don't think there's anything that really would have suggested <laughs> that you could take the deck further now than you could before. Sure. Sure. Um, so Luke asks from Twitter, uh, is an unknown deck going to perform well at Collinsville? And that's just the, that's the first part of the question. So is an unknown deck going to perform well at Collinsville? I think that's a little bit of a loaded question just because, <laughs> Of course, because we don't know, you know, quite all the known decks. Like, there are still so many variants. Or, like, a known deck, but there's a totally different variant so of it. it. Yeah. You know, um, so, yes, of course. I think an unknown deck will do well. Uh, let's, like, maybe solidify this question. Do you think an unknown deck will win Collinsville? That is a lot tougher of a question. I don't think anything completely unknown will win. It might be unexpected but I don't think it'll be completely unknown. Okay, you don't think there will be like a true, you know, 2015 Waylord stall unknown deck to come out and, and perform well? I don't think so. I, do you have a different answer for that? No, I'm just I'm just asking. Just trying oh, to just, I was just curious, though, if you, if you thought maybe there was the potential there for something. I just like, I feel like this format has been pretty heavily explored. And so there could be something that's like unexpected or people didn't really account for well enough. But I don't know if there's something that would really be unknown. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a second question uh, from Luke saying this, and we'll just switch slightly into standard um, for just one second. The standard, the standard format, not talking about expanded, standard format. Does standard have a best deck in format? Um, it probably does. And that would be Eddie Pizashian. That being said, I don't think it is so much better than all the other decks that it completely wipes them off of viability. And that becomes incredibly obvious when you see the fact that the finals were two welder decks. So, yeah. But if you look at the yeah. CP that it took home, it was complete blowout. It was absurd. I do think that we can handily put Zashin ADP as the best deck in the, in the format because it has the answers to everything. You never get blown out of uh, games, you know, assuming that you, you know, draw a supporter, you know, obviously the, the, the times that you, and even the times that you dead draw, like you can still work your way out of that because you just have the inherent draw of a, of a card like Zation. So mm -hmm. uh, I like the deck. I would declare it. I pronounce the 
best deck in format. <laughs> ADP Zacian. Zacian. Uh, for the, yeah, that's what I said, Zacian. Close enough. Closer than your average attempt. <laughs> uh, but yes, yes. Very, very strong, strong deck. Um, and then still staying in the standard format, we have one question from Jeremy who asks, how should one adapt their tech choices for the future of standard based on OCIC results? Um, you know, I don't know if there's anything that really came out of OCIC that makes me think, you know, now I got a tech for this, or like I have to adjust really? the way. You don't that... think you don't think something like uh, like Obstagoon makes you rethink how you build a deck? Um, not really. <laughs> I, I don't really factor bodied, in. bodied. <laughs> um, yeah, not really. I mean, like the only thing that really comes to mind is it might include a uh, Greninja in Mew Mew. Okay. And like a one of water energy or something. Sure. Um, but that would really be about it. I don't think like the Zacian decks have already kind of reached the state that I'm pretty happy with. Um, they're already kind of playing the vitality bands, the big charms and like all the, all the texts from the mirrors. So, I mean, at that point, like, what do you really do? Sure. Sure. It's only so far uh, you could take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason says, Cramorant V to snipe Shamans into Dene's. We're moving back into expanded, uh, maybe exploring. Obviously, the V cards are new to expanded. So something like Cramorant V, uh, would that be viable in any deck to uh, to use it as kind of a finisher or, or a way to snipe those uh, bench sitters? Um, I think Cramorant V is pretty good in like Mew counter decks because just for a DCE and a D-Valley, you get 160 snipe, which is... Uh pretty much the highest damage you're getting out of Mew for that kind of energy. So, right. I, I think it's decent. Yeah. And it's first attack is useful. You know, if you just happen to start it or something. Sure. Uh, Pokemon breeders asks, is ADP rats a meme? And I think it is because you don't, you wouldn't get the extra effect of the knockout uh, because you have to use some type of damage modifier, like shrine or laser. Or people like, memeing with ADP with the Alolan Raticate GX. Yeah, right. Oh, oh, Alolan Raticate GX. But that thing does like 80 damage. It do, it would do 110? I don't know what the appeal is. I'm not sure. Okay, so yes, I would say it's a meme. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why you would ever play. I'm like trying to think of the reasons you would play that. I guess you have more room for like disruption or something, but that just feels horrific. I think we're getting trolled on our own podcast <laughs> I, yeah like eradicate to me only seems viable to, to like attack pyroars or something there you go yeah <laughs> right right and then beyond that it's just horrible <laughs> it's just awful yeah um one one thing i want to ask riley we didn't really talk about humpty dumpty of course egg row um vile plume and that has been a deck that i've kind of fallen off of um, you know, as the Agrow King, I just I don't love it for Collinsville, but I also will say I didn't love it for Dallas, and it performed extremely well, uh, comparative to where you know I thought it would. So, um, how do you feel about Vileplume, uh, heading into Collinsville, and is it something that you would suggest somebody play? Um, I wouldn't suggest anyone play it at least at the moment. Um, I think if the deck is to be playable, it has to be significantly rethought in how it's built and the engine that goes into it. Um, 
as it stood if you just did like the four bridget kind of engine i think it's completely unviable in the console format because it's way too easy just to donk uh whatever you start with that kind of engine if you if you move more to like a quick ball and a net ball and an s ball kind of engine um there might be something there but even then i think it's a little rough um just like one badly timed hood can ruin your day um and i feel like people are kind of liking hood right now um just for like general use cases on other things so sure. it it doesn't seem like it's in its best spot ever although i will say i think the deck is decent against some of these stall decks sure sure and that would be you know one really good reason to play it i think we've we've kind of talked a lot on the cast for better for worse about stall but i mean it's clearly something that's on your mind it's something that i you know stall archetypes in general i think are very good and they were good last format and they will be good um here you know certainly someone will will go far with the stall archetype so i think it's worth talking about but um yeah like you said i think the vileplume decks have a decent time uh, handling some of these stall archetypes and uh, might be a reason why you would want to play it. Yeah. So Ninja at Dusk's Ninja at Dusk asks, why is baby Radicate bad and never been played? It seems so good on paper. That's exactly the problem. It seems good on paper and it's really, it's a, it's hard to get the combo off every turn. Yeah. Um, because you're losing the energy and the rat and you lost and you have to find a new laser every turn although i did just play a deck online that like very consistently got it but it had like multiple octillaries and of a cargo out which is not a guarantee um right but even but beyond that if, if your opponent just, plays a special condition blocker uh that's unfortunate because just, you don't just say you anything. got bodied just say you got bodied right i did get bodied by that that's what, what i'm alluding to but <laughs> if you have any sort of special condition out like a rapid ash or uh you know yeah. comfy or it, it's comfy right yeah okay it's called and uh or cobalion or rizian or like magirna ex or something like all of yeah. those like kind right. of ruin your day so sure. i don't know sure yeah it's just all that little stuff i mean you could play like things people like are shrine. playing that stuff anyway all so. of a sudden yeah and then like so something like shrine doesn't affect the pokemon v so now baby radicate wasn't good in the past and like just gets worse now because you know you're you're removing a, a an option to do that extra last bit of damage uh and so now you're forced to run laser but like you said there are all these status blocking um pokemon that see you know pretty heavy play because they're countering other uh decks in the format so yeah. that is that is the dish on baby radicate so very good, Riley. I think uh, I think that'll do it for the cast today. I think this was a very enlightening cast for me, hopefully for the listeners and the viewers. Appreciate it, guys, uh, for all the uh, listening. Again, the viewership and the downloads have been absolutely preposterous, absolutely ludicrous, off the wall, bonkers. <laughs> insane insanio busto and we just thank you so much please make sure to check out our tag team twitter at tag team pokemon and all of our twitters uh both individually so at uh smiles with riles for riley and at real john walter for me appreciate again all the support all the listenership and uh yeah we can't do it without you we're excited to see you about collinsville thank you guys all so much Thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you next week. Peace.